The answer lies in the heart of battle. And Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. This is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter. Hadouken! Right, and welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikel Casanova, and I'm coming at you today with another phenomenal interview. And in today's interview, we're going to be having with us the one, the only, Andrew Alliance of the Show Radio Podcast. And it is a true honor to have this man on here. He's been in the podcast game for over 10 years, my people. 10 years. Bringing you the news the tech, the gaming, the reviews, and more. And it's just, it's an honor. I've, you know, I had the opportunity of having his co-host on, Miss DJM, on the show previously, and now I've got the honor of having the man who started the podcast himself on. And in this episode, we're going to go over tech, gaming, E3, you know, being a content creator, the struggles with it, and much, much more. So, if you're ready to do it, I'm ready to do it. Let's go ahead and welcome Andrew onto the show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikel Casanova. I have the true honor and privilege of having one of the greatest podcasters in the game on the show. Hey, stop being shy. You know it's true. <laughs> the one, the only, Andrew Alliance of the show radio podcast. Man, go ahead and introduce yourself. Man, thanks so much, man. No, it's it's an honor to to be here on Hawaii's number one podcast, and I thank you for uh, the invitation. And I'm looking forward to just having a good time, good conversation with you. Uh, I've been podcasting since 2009. We crossed over 500 recently. Uh, we're we're building our YouTube channels uh, independently now. I'm I'm uh, helping my co-host and encouraging her to uh, do some different things with content, and we're both uncomfortable right now. But I'm just I'm just happy to be here, man. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're a busy man, you know, out here putting out great content, journalism, podcasting, YouTube, Twitch as well, right? Twitch as well. Yeah, man. man. The grind is real. I don't think a lot of people understand the behind the scenes of what we do. It is not easy. It's not for everyone. But for those of us who are able to do it and do it as well, you know, you do it phenomenally well. Nothing but respect. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, I just explained to my cousin recently uh, my cousin Zach, he was like, "Yo, so what exactly all this thing that you've been doing and and the stuff with going to LA and and with these conventions and stuff?" And he really started asking me like a whole bunch of questions of of how the content creation process works with the podcast, the YouTube, the Twitch, and stuff. And we talked for about an hour, and he was like, "Dude, that's hard." And that, that's that's what he walked away with. And I'm like, bro, I said, it's not. I said, you know, if you if you really love uh, the process and he was like, what about events and local conventions? Um, have you done meetups? And and I was like, well, meetups is, is outside my range right now. But I would love to like moderate panels and, and even have conversation with different individuals at conventions. So we we're talking about different things like that. But he was like, dude, that's that's a lot of stuff, man. And it's just you. I was like, no, not just me, but it's a it's a bulk of a responsibility between two people. Right. So, mm -hmm. um. 
Uh, so yeah, I just had to give that spiel recently too. So yeah, like I, I've I've been giving that a lot lately, especially because I'm shocked that people at my job because uh, I work I work at a hospital, I'm a, a, a IT analyst, uh, and a lot of the nurses and doctors come up to me and they're like, "Man, enjoy your show!" Like, I, oh, I'd like to do something like that, and I'm like, "Sure." you know you just need this this and this to get that going and they're like that's a lot of work i don't know if i have time for that right (laughs) and that's usually where the conversation ends yeah (laughs) Yeah. but uh yeah man tell people where they can find you on social media and any upcoming uh projects you're on and plug it go ahead um right now i'm trying something different i'm trying something really different now so i i'm building up uh the youtube stuff and i'm I got some content coming on there. I still have stuff under embargo right now that I am preparing to release to the world, right? So there's sure. that. But on YouTube right now, um, youtube.com slash Andrew Alliance, which is my name, no spaces. Alliance is my real last name. And um, I have a tools section that I'm building as okay. one of the links. So on YouTube, when you go to the about page, there's, you know, you can put whatever you want. But I, I specifically, as I because I knew I was coming on this platform, um, I have a tool link right now, which is a Google Doc that I'm going to be updating on a regular basis of everything I've ever used in my process. So whether whether it's a mic thing, a software thing, anything I've ever used that has benefited me to catapult me to quote unquote the next level, all that stuff is going to go into that that document. And right now, that document is live right now on my YouTube channel. So YouTube.com/AndrewAlliance. If you hit the About section. You'll see, you know, the local, the the Twitters. Uh, you see the 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 main things that people usually put on there. Mm-hmm. But that tool list is is a, a new link that I put on there as of uh, what are we on today? Is a seven six two thousand nineteen. So that's on there now. Man, isn't it hard to believe how quickly this year has been going by? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So that's the latest. The podcast is is on there. Uh, the show radio.info you can definitely check us out there with uh, with the stuff for the actual website um and definitely check out you know miss djm at miss djm she's doing fantastic things um i've I've listened to the podcast that you did with her so i'm fully informed Uh, i'm aware and updated on on the conversation that went there and um i think it's good that i think i may just not be on any show that she's on from now on Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think I should be on any podcast that she does from now on. In terms of like, if if uh, we're invited to be on a podcast, it it's probably best that I'm not on there. And the reason I say that is because um, there's so much wisdom that flows from her, right? That I seldom get to hear in that in in how we record our show, right? The only way I can hear that is if she's on a platform where I can, you know, visualize and take notes from afar and stuff like that. And I think that was. Uh, an amazing show that you guys did and um yeah dude i was just listening to it and i was like wow you know what i mean and um i was blessed by that so and I, i'm shocked that we were able to go five hours long like that's the longest podcast i've ever done and it's like everyone who's listened to it they're like man i didn't i didn't know that you know type of information i was like yeah like yeah she was, she was dropping gems yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely absolutely so. So yeah, so definitely excited for for her and um and yeah, so uh, tools section, I, I got y'all covered, um and uh, I'm tired for secrets to be secrets. I think a lot of the tools that we use aren't secrets, uh, whether they're you know paid tools or free tools. I think we should all have access to those uh, tools, uh, whether you're just starting out or 
Um, if I wish individuals told me this when I first started out year one, at least I know that they were available and I could book, bookmark them for later, but yeah. I want that access to those things, um, that awareness to be raised right now. So, yeah. Okay, cool. cool. All right, man. Um, let's talk about it. What got you into gaming? I gotta know. Uh, gaming. Uh, so 1987, my mom got, uh, me a Nintendo. Right, so Nintendo came out in '85, if I remember correctly. '87, I got it. Um, after uh, just um, doing my chores for a week, solid, right? Because mm -hmm. you know you're inconsistent and stuff. And she was like, "If you're consistent for this whole week, then I'm gonna get you the Nintendo." And I think uh, ever since the Nintendo, I've been uh, in love with the game, if you will. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's been an exciting journey just to know that uh, we can enjoy the experiences like you know the Mario's, the Contras, right, Zelda's you know double dragon and all those games uh that um we've enjoyed uh, a good portion of us right in that era yeah. uh, throughout the years and um and then that transitions into uh wanting to uh, be active in an industry where we can broadcast ourselves and our content right that was really exclusive for individuals who went to the journalism school who got you know certain paperwork and, and things like that but now it's allowing individuals who struggled with English, like I did growing up, where I can actually share my journey with individuals um, on a mic, and I, I think it's been it's been an interesting journey. Cool, man. Cool. And um, like as far as like podcasting and, and journalism, how did you get into that? Well, I've always um, growing up, I always had a passion to talk to people. I've always been. Um, now that I understand it to be like sociology and psychology, I've always been fascinated how people work, how people tick. And, and I've always had, cause everybody has their superpower, right? My superpower has always been dealing with people in some way, shape or form. Now, uh, young and immature, knowing that's your superpower, you use it for other things. And I did, which I can't go on here. It's, it were <laughs> bad things, right? <laughs> but, um, getting of a particular age where there's maturity with your superpower and knowing that it can affect many lives, you know, in mm -hmm. a positive or negative way, then um, I wanted to have the opportunity to share um, my reactions or love for gaming with individuals on a microphone. So, um, so that's that's how that came about. Knowing that there's a skill set there that many have affirmed throughout the years, I kind of ignored it, but now I'm, I'm really embracing it uh, more than ever. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Uh, but in terms of um, you know, some struggles growing up. I mean, English was technically uh, my first language, but because I went to school in Haiti and I was coming back to America for vacation, um, that was a struggle for me to get English correctly, whether that was um, timing or understanding um, the culture of my time growing up and, and conversation with people, that was a struggle. Uh, so having conversations with people was, it was a difficult thing for me, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to take uh, ESL, uh, there was like the trailer outside of the Catholic schools. So I would have to go through the trailer. And anybody who went through the trailer, you know, was going to ESL. They were challenged in some way. And yeah. um, and having that challenge was was um, a struggle for me because I knew that at some point I, I can get better, right? Mm -hmm. So I would go home. I would watch uh, Thundercats, uh, Turtles, uh, Charles in Charge, Who's the Boss, right? Family Ties, uh, Facts of Life, uh, you name it. All those shows that allowed me to understand that they were acting. Yeah, I get it. But they helped me understand like a cadence of conversation. And I studied that and, and to the point where I wanted to master it. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And I think from there, um, as as that action and 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 that that schooling for me uh, helped me out uh, later on to be on platforms and have conversations where people actually understand where I believe I'm coherent, where I believe I add enough context to make sense. Uh, so the things that I say don't get taken out of context. Okay. Okay. And then with um, this, you know, to your podcast show radio podcast, how did that come about? Like, um, it was, I was sitting on, I think I may have been in this room. I was sitting on the, uh, the carpet and I was like, okay, so I'm listening to all these different shows already. Um, the all, a whole bunch of gaming podcasts and I'm not going to name them, but it's just a lot, a lot of gaming shows. And I was like, dude, they're talking and they're talking about what they love about gaming. Right. And mm-hmm. they got their friends hanging out with them and they're having a conversation. Um, I could do that. Right. I could do that. I don't think that's difficult. So I just had to figure out what solution I needed to do to get that, you know, take, you know, to get that going, that process mm-hmm. going. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, Lily, uh, she said to me, well, there's a turnkey solution called Block Talk Radio. If you go on blocktalkradio.com, you can get an account and you can have people call in and start having conversations with you. And this was August of 2009. And I started doing the show on Block Talk Radio, which was inspired by, you know, all the OGs, all the gaming gurus at the time you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh they inspired me to get to a place where i wanted to do a show by myself but of course it i believe it was the best thing that ever you know came on the scene right because i believe i can do it better mm-hmm. and i think that's a, a a driver for many individuals and i think if we're honest with ourselves that um we believe we're better than the next guy or gal yeah. right yeah and i think that um the work over time shows that to be true or not true right Mm -hmm. but uh, at the same time the skill sets that we have are different so i may be better at a particular thing but i still need my brother or my sister to help me in certain areas that i'm not i'm weak at and i'll probably always be weak at just the nature of the thing right uh so um so that's pretty much how that came about i was just sitting around and i was like you know i need to do something with uh, this uh, love and passion and zeal that i have for gaming and um, I need to share it with somebody. And at first, I mean, at first it was just, it was trash, man. Come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think about it, listening to episode one from, you know, where we are now, it was, but I, I did it. Right. And I yeah. think that that is the, the message for uh, most individuals coming up. You may be way better than me starting out today than, you know what I mean? Than a year ago or two years ago, you may have the gift of, the journalism, the research, the broadcasting stuff, but we won't know because we're already, you know what I'm saying? We're in it already. So what's keeping you from from coming up, right? What's the barriers? And I think those are the barriers that we need to destroy, whether that's personal barriers or actual individuals telling you that you'll never be anything, or and we hope that's not the narrative, but uh, there has to be some individuals that you have in your corner that's going to encourage you to do uh, something great. And this is, this is great, man. I'm, I'm in a different place now. <laughs> I'm in a different place now because, uh, th- for me now, as it relates to, to this content creation thing is really, uh, great conversations with dope people that I know that they have their own superpowers and I want them to share those superpowers because I can, uh, leverage those relationships that I already have to help individuals that are not here yet, uh, or individuals who have been here, but 
don't have access to some of the individuals that I have, have access to. So, so it's a joy for me right now to uh, create certain bits or even reach out to individuals that um, like some individuals from Guardian Con that I was like, I would love to, to chat with you. If you give me the opportunity, if you're going to be in New York soon, let me know. I'll, I'll bring all the equipment and then we'll just find a spot and then we'll wrap because people need to need the information that you have. So that's where I'm at, man. It's a whole nother spot right now. Man, that's inspirational, man. I, I, I love your show. Like, Appreciate I, it, man. I, I think I, I said it on the the podcast with Danny. Like, I was just like, did I say it on that? No, I think I said it on Twitter. I was just binge listening to your guys' episodes. Like, no, I appreciate that, man. Man, you guys have great quality. Stop being humble. It's true. Nah, I, I appreciate <laughs> it, man. Because it's it's like it's a catch twenty two, man. I guess that's what they call it in in certain spots and certain country and territory. I know I'm good, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to believe that about yourself, right? Yeah. So it's almost I have to I have to really be careful in how I present that um, affirmation for myself. But I shouldn't have to because most of the people who are around us ain't telling us that we're good. Yeah. So who's gonna tell me that I'm good? Not my comp- competition, and you're not my competition because I'm competing against myself. I want to be better than last year. So you're not you're not even my competition. Not you personally. I'm just saying, just speaking in general and talking out loud. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like we're not each other's competition. So what you think you're fighting against because you see a video go viral or, you know, I don't have 11K on my YouTube. I'd love it. I would love it. <laughs> but I don't have 11K on my YouTube. You know what I'm saying? There's just certain things that I know that's going to take time for me. To get to a particular spot but you're if you're not telling me i'm dope who's gonna tell me that i'm dope myself yeah and we have to be okay with that if you think that's overconfidence great if you think that's beating the imposter syndrome great whatever it is but at the end of the day when i'm editing the podcast when i'm cutting a video because i think i have film skills and i don't i'm just trying to you know i said oh i think this angle is cool nobody's encouraging me but me Right. And I think that is the grind that if you're looking for somebody to always pat you on the back, they're not always going to be there. So somebody has to. So I have to get it from somewhere. So so what's the solution? Let me let me just think this out a little bit. So the solution is wherever I can get it, you know, I take it at, at a thousand. If YouTube comments are giving me dope, dope stuff as far as encouragement and YouTube comments is usually the pit of the pits. Yeah, I'm going to take it because you're not giving it to me. So I got to find it from somewhere. If somebody on Twitter who just came up and started watching or listening to our stuff and like, yo, that's dope. I'm I'm hearting that when I'm down, which happens. Where do you think I'm going to go get? Yeah. The YouTube comments that I starred that are that helped me that day or the 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 social, you know, it's 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 not that difficult to, to understand because most of the time we're 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 solo. Yeah. So there 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 are those things. And, you know, that, that kind of goes into people not understanding, you know, people who are not doing content creation it goes back to what I said, like people don't understand that process. You know, when you're sitting and you're doing those edits, you know, whether it's a video, a podcast or it's a script or, you know, you, you're uploading something on your website, 
they don't see like how many times you have to cut, edit, or stop, redo, or you just have to completely just walk away for a day or a week just because you can't do it. And it can be a lonely place. And the only thing you have motivating you more often than not is yourself. And right. people don't understand that. I saw, um, you know, I'm not going to name his name, but I saw a bigger content creator say that today, like he was taking some time away from social media and from content creation because he just, you know, he was losing sight of who he was and feeling like he's not putting out the greatest content. It's like, it can be like that sometimes. Right. You know? So it's a grind right. people. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a grind. And, and one thing that um, I'm, I've always been a loner to some degree. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that lone samurai, I love those, those movies and stuff like that because there's, there's a level of uh, um, mental resilience that come with that, right? Mm-hmm. So you got your skills, you're, you're the best samurai, but you, you, have, you go from town to town and, and people are always wondering if they could take you and all that stuff, right? So there's, there's those moments. And then you go through the process, okay, I, I know that I need to connect with a human being from time to time, which is why they end up stopping at a particular town because they need to find somebody to connect with. But that's only for a season. That's not all the time. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. You know, and, and speaking on the whole season thing, I think that's something that a lot of people they struggle with is knowing the category of a person. Is that person a lifetime person? Is that person right. seasonal? You know, is, is there a reason for meeting? Is there a lesson? I mean, there's always a lesson in the people you meet. Absolutely. And, you know, and it's, it goes both ways. And people come into your life and you go into other people's life. And I think a lot of people try to put a seasonal person to a lifetime or a lifetime person to a seasonal and it, it's you and know, it's a you big can, mistake and you know what yeah. happens with that is you get disappointed yeah uh you probably cry right because you believe that that person was going to be in your life forever and and i've made that mistake where i took uh an inner circle kind of like you know, you got the 12 disciples i've taken the 12 mm-hmm. and i've taken somebody who was in the 12 and put them in the, the close three big mm-hmm. mistake big mistake right where I should have evaluated that situation a little bit more and, and be like, hey, you just belong in the 12 as the group. You don't belong in the inner circle with the three. Yeah. And I think that can ruin um, your growth. That can, um, I wouldn't say necessarily stifle, but it will definitely slow it down if you take the wrong person and put them in the inner circle because they just have so much in common with you. Just because they have games in common with you, doesn't mean that they're the person that belongs in your inner circle. And I'm learning that lesson like right now, like this month. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah. 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 Just because we have things in common don't mean you're in the inner circle. So now I have to be even more careful with, with the growth and um, with the people around me. Right. Because um, the people you have around you are critical for your growth and chickens can't hang out with eagles, man. Man. Can I can I steal that? That that's a great saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you, you can't you can't steal it. No, absolutely you can't. No, they they just can't. They just can't. We don't have anything in common. Chickens can't hang out with eagles. We have nothing in common. Yeah. You can't even fly, bro. <laughs> right? It's true. You can't even fly. So how can we hang out? How can we be on one accord? We can't be on one accord. And eagles don't even hang out together. Only in the beginning life stages of, of their process, they're together. Yep. 
And when they can't fly for whatever that season is, they go through the storm to figure it out again. So we are not even on the same plane, bro. That's so true, man. That That's just... And people, I hope you guys understand the layers of death to that saying, because it's that's that's a that's a gem, people. Write that down. We're I'm, not on the same, man. We're not. We're not. And it's hard, bro, because you want people to be with you and certain things. And and I think people take uh, the, the fact that we're associated and in, in, in the same groups that we're at the same level. No. Yeah, maybe I'm just in the group because I'm lonely, but that don't mean like we're on the same level. Yep, you're totally right about that. Right, and I think people mis misunderstand the fact that you know all these different groups and whether that's Facebook or any other platform that we're sitting out and we're hanging out in the same group that we all have the same skill sets. No, we we don't. Some people are just looking for connection because that's probably the only spot they'll get it. Now, they're not going to do anything crazy to themselves like, you know, cutting and, and stuff like that. And we have to pray for the people that's going through those things. Mm -hmm. I get that. But some people are just in it because they just want somebody to say, hey, what's up? What's up? Chilling. What's going on with you? That's it. But outside of that, dude, I'm flying, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have to apply that to like various situations that you know groups and things out here that I, I deal with and it's like I have that same mentality and some people say they feel like I'm dismissive and I I you know I you know why you're dismissive can I can I because there's just certain things it. that you can't share because this is your platform and you're still trying to make sure I can say it because I'm not going to be here you know <laughs> next time you're dismissive Go. because your 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 uh, your fuse is short, right? Your fuse is short because you you can't bottle feed everybody. Yeah, you can't. I can't help everybody cross the street. I I told you to take off the training wheels, bro. Yeah. But you don't want to take off the training wheels. So now I'm trying to go to the next level. Yeah, I can give out codes and review codes and, and give you emails of, of this this guy, that guy and stuff like that. But I'm beyond that. I'm trying to work with brands. Brands are, are paying for me to go places now. Right. You can't say that. I can. <laughs> and I can say it for you. Oh, man. I can say it for you. You're so right. You're the short. Fam, you got 11K. People are still trying to figure out how to upload a video on YouTube. <laughs> Come on. That's why. You can't say these things. I can't. They could be <laughs> mad at me, bro. Bro, I have enough heat coming at me all the time, so it's cool. But that is the fact of the matter. The fact of the matter is there are just certain individuals that we just have to leave for the individuals who are going to help them cross the street and who's going to bottle field, feed them. And that's not a bad thing. There's yeah. certain individuals who still need the training wheels, right? And yeah. as we have certain conversations with, with those individuals, right? And here, here's the grace. I got to give you hope, right? I'm not going to, you know, be too, I'm going to be aggressive too, but I'm going to just give you a little bit of hope. We know when to pull and, and push. Yeah. Right? Because we've seen enough. But yeah, dude, I understand. You at a different level now. You're trying to make different decisions. You know, you're married, right? Based upon yep. what I understand, right? Okay, so yes. dude, there's just certain times where I can't 
I can't be your mayday every five seconds on how Google, bro. I mean, dude, if I can Google to fix my oil pump for my burner in my house, you can Google on how to upload a video. But anyway, I can say these things because because that's that's it's it's real. It's, I mean, I'm not saying anything that that we don't want to say. No, it's it's so true because you can literally Google anything. Like a lot of people that tell me, like, "Hey, man, I wish I could get review codes. I wish I had the contacts." And I'm like, "Yo, how many sites are free that you can right. sign up for? There are PR sites. There are you could just if you're on so, social media. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. Let's give them a, a quick. Let's give a quick 101. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. because we got to give them hope too. Okay, gonna give them hope. Gamespress.com, okay, is a website that you need to sign up for. Once you website, once you uh, sign up for gamespress.com, make sure you have an actual website email. So my email is andrew at mywebsite.com, right? That's my email. So if you don't have a at yourwebsite.com, you have no business signing up for Gamespress because they may deny your application. Just giving you a heads up. Just giving you a heads up. So if you try to do Gamespress, Chances are, if they don't see, you know, a .com that is your personal, not a WordPress one, that you bought, that you're paying for, chances are they're not going to accept your thing. So there's one option. Then you have uh, Evolve PR, right? They're constantly sending stuff out. They want people, and they may accept your gmail.com. From what I understand, because I just spoke to one of the higher ups at Evolve, which is on the YouTube channel, about how people should approach him and his company as it relates to marketing and content creation and stuff like that. He said, I don't mind so much the, the Gmail. Just just be honest with me and we can work together. So there you go. So Evolve PR, GamesPress.com. Uh, Those are quick options to get started. And just be honest with the companies, and you might get stuff. Yeah. And I think it's also, on top of that, I, I need to piggyback on that, it's how you carry yourself online. And a lot of people think, and I've had a lot of content creators tell me, like, oh, I just want to bash a game. I want to bash a company. I'm like, go ahead and do that and watch what happens because you can quickly blacklist yourself. There's a way, and I know I say it on, on previous podcasts, like, you can be critical and respectful. And a lot of people don't seem to get that. And I'm, it's like, it's, you know, sometimes I, I see it and I'm like, what are you doing? And then you're like, oh man, this company's not sending me a code anymore. They're not responding to my emails. Well, what did you do? Right. You know? And so, it's <laughs> so, you know, the thing with that is, is sometimes we get the access too fast. Yeah. Right. Uh, too soon. Like if, you know, with the whole all the all the good energy that we got from E3, if I got that last year, dude, I would have been feeling myself, bro. I would have been popping my collar. I would have been doing all this stuff. I'd be like, you see me? See what just happened? Ah, you know, all that stuff. Right. If that happened last year, I'm glad it didn't happen last year and it happened this year because my mindset is completely somewhere else. Right. And I think that once if we get access or uh, energy or cloud call it what you what you want to call it too soon before our time we can mess it up yeah it's like getting a, a dope car be, you know too soon right and and i think that you don't know how to take care of it you don't know how to manage it you don't know how to help the next person 
with that energy. You don't know how to introduce somebody to somebody else with that energy because all you're thinking about is yourself. Yeah. And I, I think that's where we're losing because we have individuals, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe in the community that has a lot of energy, has a lot of clout, but yet uh, they're only thinking about their brand. And that's yeah. great. For a season, maybe it's all thinking about you and getting, but after a while. Yeah. After a while, you have to change it up, right? You have to. And I think, and, and that's what happened. So I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine, great friend, a hip hop gamer, right? Some of you have heard of him. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a, a great friend of mine. Okay. And he said, to me recently so what do you want to do with this youtube stuff because i see you trying to change up stuff and trying to create content I, and i told him this is what i told him i said um i want to make sure that anything that i've learned in the last 10 years i don't die with it he was like okay uh, i don't want to talk i don't want to talk about like stuff like that i'm like but that but that's that's what i want mm -hmm. you know anything that i've learned in the last 10 last five i want to make sure that it's documented somewhere either in a conversation or in a podcast or whatever that um the next person doesn't have to be um struggling like we did mm -hmm. i mean we're not being flown out a whole bunch of stuff like i, I hope that happens right mm -hmm. but you don't have to start off wondering you know is this super difficult how is it like most of my equipment is is sponsored if you want to use the word sponsored in the context of people send you stuff and you don't have to return it right so if we don't use the sponsored in that context most of the stuff i have here was given to me by a company and but that took time yep to get there but you can get there if you don't have the money up front to get all the stuff that you want to get you can ask the company after you built you know maybe six months eight months into your content creation process and they see you grinding they're going to want to send you stuff and if they send you stuff do right by them right whether that's an unboxing or whatever and then next thing you know, you'll be tripping, tripping over stuff that that's uh, at your spot. And then you have to start giving it away because you can only use one headset at a time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there is that. Yep. So, um, yeah, man. You know, and I, I like that you said that because I, I feel like we're on the same wavelength when it comes to wanting to give back and, and help other people coming up because... I am truly of the mindset that there's more than enough to go around for everybody. And I've dealt with certain creators that are up there with a lot of clout that only think about their brand. But I'm also very grateful for the ones I've dealt with that have that same type of clout that took the time out to say, hey, Mikhail, this is what you need to do. You know, I see you doing this. You can change up here. Here's a contact. You know, let me introduce you to some people. And like that little nudge goes a long way and Absolutely. it's gone a long way in like my career as content creator and where i'm going forward and you know my mindset like in going to e3 you know that was my first e3 that i've ever been to and i've had a lot of you know other content creators i know like hey man i wish i could go and i'm like you can grow you, you can go you right. can do this like let me work with you let me help you you know i see your your grind i see you putting in the effort let me show you this here's a site you can go to this is something i can introduce you to and I, I'm just a big believer in paying it for it, you know. Right. That's. <laughs> yeah, that's. But you, the the thing with that is those those things are all great, but um, I'm realizing now, and I'm sure you have too, is if they don't believe it, right? Yeah. We can give them the website, 
give them the shortcut link to submit your application for press badge or whatever. We can give you all that, but we can't make you fill it out. You know what I'm saying? Like you have yeah. to want that. Yeah. Right. And get to a place where, yeah, you, if you believe that you need to be at this convention or event, then you have to follow through with the process. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I, that's what it is. The only, the only thing that separates us from individuals who are not doing is um the follow-up yeah that's it i'm just a product of the follow-up whether that's a company sending a new product is uh whether i think the company is testing me to see if i'm real and i don't offend i don't take offense to that which i okay so i was i love sermons right i'm a believer right i'm a christian or whatever Same here. and uh and uh praise god right so praise um god. i um i heard a sermon recently where it's just been ringing in my ear, right? It, the guy, uh, the the pastor, the preacher said something to the effect of um, when an offense takes place, right? That's an event, right? Mm -hmm. And, but you being offended is a decision. Okay. So you can live your whole life without being offended yeah. because being offended is a decision, right? So I'm like, that's really good. So I could say something, you know, very aggressive to you personally. And um, and it could be completely true or whatever. But then depending on the day or the week, you may take offense to it. Mm -hmm. But if someone said exactly the same thing. And so if and you didn't take offense to it, then it's a decision of you. You're pretty much picking your spots. Mm -hmm. on when to be offended, right? So I said something recently that, that rubbed some individuals the wrong way, but I realized that um, it was time to vet, right? It mm -hmm. was the vetting process. And I think that um, um, as much as it hurt me to go through that process to realize that not everybody can be with you, that process needs to take place because not everybody can go, right? Yeah. And I think that it's, it's hard for us because our, our, our heart is softer uh, to a lot of things because of what God, God has done to us and mm -hmm. through us, right? But at the same time, we still have to make sure that we're being honest to everybody that we come across. Yeah. And 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 praying that the Holy Spirit guides us to say what we need to say with a certain energy, the certain tone, inflections, and all those things. So so we have to vet out because not, not everybody can go. But we know for a fact that the blessings that we have we have to share because mm -hmm. um, we have to plant the seeds and we hope that the individuals it's always, it's always the individuals you believe that is not going to do anything with it mm -hmm. is the one that skyrockets. Right. Yep. <laughs> but we don't get to pick and choose. Right. <laughs> It'd be cool. Well, <laughs> we don't get to pick and choose who's going to run. Yeah. And who's going to finish. So I think uh, that's that's a constant battle that we have to deal with uh, personally. Yeah. And I, I, I when I think about that, it reminds me. I don't know if you're into wrestling or anything like that. I used to watch it. Uh, there's something that uh, Triple H said like years ago. He said to CM Punk, he's like, you know, he said he said sometimes I was thinking that, hey, that guy, he's got everything in books. He's going to be the next great superstar. And he's like, yep, that guy turns out to be nobody. And then I look at someone else and. 
I don't think that guy's got it. And that guy turns out to be John Cena. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Yep. Yep. It, it, it really, you know, you can only do so much and knowing the limitations of what you can and cannot do, you know, and the variables of whether someone's actually hungry for it, if they're going to really put all into it, hey, yeah, go for it. But what you said, that vetting process, man, I'm learning that hardcore right yeah, now. Yeah, man. It needs to be done, man. <laughs> it needs to be done because where are we going? You know, not everybody can go. Like one of my favorite rappers, rest in peace, uh, Nipsey Hussle, I love, um, you know, what he spoke about because to me i love motivational rap i always have mm -hmm. whether that's a, a tupac or nipsey uh, any of those individuals that through their struggles they find a way to overcome right i love those stories and and it's like dude not everybody can go yeah where we're going and we don't even know to to we don't have the, we don't even have the full picture of where we're going but we know you know this is a great ride yes yes I don't know what's going to happen next week or next year. I mean, there's there's one of the things I posted uh, early on Twitter today is like my bucket list is to visit like uh, the Techland, the Bungies uh, of the world, uh, the Division and and those studios and, and create content with them by checking out all the individuals that work on some of the greatest experiences that we have, the cyberpunk experiences and all those things. Like I want to visit those studios. Right. Mm -hmm. But a lot of, you know, a lot of it is funding, you know. If yeah. they don't fly you out, those trips are expensive. If they have the budget and the marketing to fly you out, those trips are great. <laughs> That's how that goes, right? Yeah. But we know that um, we have opportunities to have conversations with them because when they um, centralize themselves at the conventions, it's great access, you know, but you don't have access unless you have a press badge. You don't have a press badge unless you apply, right? So it's, it's, it's 50-50. It's not an automatic no. You'd be surprised how those um, those individuals make a decision on who gets in and who doesn't get in. Sometimes it's who you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's who you know. As, as I'm thinking about it now, uh, I have, what, 1,600 on my Twitter? That's it's, it's not about how many people are following me. If three or four of those individuals have access to like 80 of the companies that I want to talk to, I could have four or five followers and they're the best of this industry that I need to have access to. So you can have your 25K, your 10K as your followers on Twitter or whatever, but if they're not individuals that are the ones that can open the doors mm -hmm. or if you're not even creating content so they can have access to your personality so they get they could open the doors for you because youtube is the gateway right now as i'm realizing more now than ever youtube is the secret code okay is it really yeah you know 11k you know <laughs> you know right because what's happening now is they see your stuff on youtube there's no there's no gate for them to watch your link right because yeah. it's harder for somebody, it's not harder, but whatever, to um to sign up, to subscribe to a podcast, to go to an episode number, to listen to it. You know, it's some people don't want to do that. They barely want to leave a, a, a five star review on your iTunes or uh, Apple podcast. Yeah, right. So so you know what I'm saying so <laughs> the gateway 
is to tell them, hey, would you like a piece of chicken? Right, like they do at the mall. I don't know if they do that at the mall where you're at, but uh, the 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 Asian spots that I like to eat at. Let me let me personalize it so you don't take offense. Whoever is gonna listen to this, the Asian spot that I go to and go to the mall, they usually offer me a piece of they a chicken, they a sample, right? And if I like the sample, it doesn't matter what the cost is six ninety nine, seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine for the plate and the combo with the with the with the bourbon chicken and the rice and, and the, you know what I'm saying? The egg roll on the side with a drink. It doesn't matter because the sample got me in. Yep. Right. So if you're not even doing the sample, then how, how are they going to find you? Right. And take, and I'm going to take this because I know some individuals that this conversation I was having with somebody and I, I think they were still struggling, struggling with it is um, the sample, the chicken sample, Hey, would you like a piece of chicken? Is your your clip on Twitter and Instagram? Because if you're not doing that, I'm not interested. And that's that's what it is. So when I see a clip on Instagram, well, let's just focus on Twitter real quick. And there's a 20 second clip of a thing with a link associated with it. I'm more inclined to buy in. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, you know, you may not like Twitter, but there's just certain things. Twitter is a dis- distribution platform like IG, like YouTube, like the podcast, wherever you have it, Spotify and whatever. And we have to natively work with what the algorithm loves. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got a piece of chicken. OK, I'm going to give you a piece of chicken. I give you the piece of chicken. It's a 20 sec- second clip or whatever. And then I tie in maybe some context to that clip on the bottom of that Twitter uh, thing I'm about to send out to the world, whether I schedule it with Buffer or Hootsuite or whatever, I prep it, right? And mm-hmm. I send that out. You see the clip. You watch the clip. You're like, oh, that's cool. He's dropping some gems. But the seed was planted more so than if it was just a, a link to a thing, a new video dash we talked about, you know, cyberpunk, blah, 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 but no picture, no video, no, no gif, whatever, however you say it nowadays. That's not enticing enough. So your content could be brilliant on YouTube. I don't even know why I'm going there, but I'll go with it. So your content can be brilliant on YouTube, but it's trash to everybody else because nobody knows about it. Yeah. And that's offensive. What I just said is offensive, but don't be offended because at least I'm willing to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Right, because right now, whoever you are, right, your content is trash to the world because nobody knows about it. So, do a clip, take a time. You have KDN Live, uh, you know, KDN Live is a free video editor, you can go up in there, clip a 20 second vid cutter that's free, you can cut 20 seconds, 30 seconds of your thing, do the work. You don't know yeah. what's going to happen, but you have to be willing to put in that time. Don't be mad at us because we're doing it. <laughs> it's facts. Big facts, man. Man, it's... uh. <laughs> so Dude, how are you doing today, man? You good? I'm good. You bro. straight? You're dropping so many gems right now. I'm, I'm like... Just saying, man. It's No, but it's, it's true, man. It, and this is the thing. Like, it's so... When you try to get people to understand that some people get it and then sometimes people don't and 
thing I struggle with is that people just don't get it. And it's just letting go. Why don't go. you think they get it? What do, what do you think it is? <sighs> Jealousy? Envy? What do you think it is? Is it laziness? Can, can, can I go there? <laughs> all, all that? Okay, so... um. So, so okay, so let's go with the um, you're so lucky. I love that one. I love that one. You're so lucky because I've recently had to tell some individuals on 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 YouTube that I don't think I'm lucky. I don't yeah. think I'm lucky. I think the only thing that's happening right now, because we just watched we're watching all the Marvel movies leading up to Endgame. So right now we just finished um, Age of Ultron. Before that, we watched um, Winter Soldier. Right at the beginning of, of Winter S Soldier, if you remember, uh, Falcon was running around this thing, and then Captain America was running around this thing. Okay, and every time he ran, he said, "On your left, right." Lapped him again, on your left, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. So if you remember that scene, what's happening now is um, we're just willing to do the work, and we're lapping you yeah. on your left, right? Yeah. Because we are taking the time to do what we believe is going to take us to the next level. Sometimes it's a book. You know, it could be how to win friends and influence people. It could be, you know, a book like that, right? That could change the whole aspect of how you think about the the, the next thing. It could be a James Altucher book, right? Whether that's on wealth or on people or, or some of the things that he's talked about, how he lost a million, gained it back like four or five times. It could be something like that. It could be Charlemagne. He has books on mental health and, and stuff like that, right? It could, it could be a book. Maybe it's it's a podcast. Maybe it's sermons. I don't know. But the thing is, those tools are available for us and we have to be diligent and making the playlists and stuff. I mean, you could be jealous. You could be jealous. But you have to do something. Right? That the energy that you're using to be jealous, you could be using that energy to learn how to start your own whatever you're trying to start, right? There's there's really no I okay, so let's let's just talk about this real quick. I'm sure somebody's jealous that the thing that we did at E3 went viral. I don't know. So let's go with that real quick. So okay. we had a clip that went viral. Okay. And um, it was a pure joy of what we saw based on the cyberpunk thing. We loved it. We got excited about it. And people have been watching it a lot. But wh what are the odds of something going viral? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> but it happened. I don't know. It was a perfect time. So many things went into that, as I was sharing uh, with somebody recently. The fact that um, it was a, a genuine energy of, of what we saw and, and believed. Uh, it was the fact that there were articles written that was bashing the game, right? It was a perfect opportunity for, for an account that has over 500,000 followers to retweet something that they believe that they were trying to capture with all the hard work that they've been putting in a game that they're trying to release by April. So many things went into that. So you're mad that we applied at E3. We got approved. We went. Okay. We lost sleep. We didn't have that interview or anything. And that's that ended up doing well. We 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 got to where we needed to be on time to see the presentation. You're mad. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you should be mad about. Because there's the process. We had to fly there. We had to spend money to get on the plane. We had to spend money to find a place to sleep. We have to spend money to get food. But you're mad at what are you mad at? Doesn't make sense. 
It doesn't make any sense. So the odds of something lining up like that, the moon's perfectly aligning for something like that to go viral is one in what? I don't know. But it happened because we've been we've been working. We've been doing things, right? So envy, right? Envy. So so there's a, a story um, in, in the Bible, whether you believe it or not, in terms of an account. I love the stories. There's an account where this guy named Nicodemus went to Jesus at night, right? Mm -hmm. So slid into his DMs, basically. Okay, talking about yo fam, how do what do you mean? What do you mean? How did how does this happen? Right? So instead of being envious, right? Slide in a DM and ask a question. Nobody said you couldn't slide into DMs. If you find an email, send an email. Be like, fam, like, how is this? I like the YouTube comments that say, bro, you're so lucky. How did you do that? So, okay, you know, I could easily stop that you're so lucky and just, you know, check, you know, just check out. But the fact that you asked, how did it be like, okay, well, for the last 10 years, I've been doing something, mm -hmm. right? That has gotten me to a place where some people actually like me, right? To do some of the things that I've been able to do, thank God, right? But mm -hmm. I've been doing something. Where were you? And were you in the YouTube comments this whole time? In the last 10 years? You haven't done anything in the last 10 years. You've just been hanging in the YouTube comments. But you're going to be mad that Mikkel got 11K. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So the grind and the, the scheduling of the, the voice actors and all the people that are coming on the show, you can't be mad at me because I'm grinding. You can't be mad. I'm going to lap you on your left. That's just what it is. And people can't, you can't be mad at that. Like you have the same tools that we have. And that's what makes me irritated and frustrated is that you have the same tools. And if I don't have a particular process, I, I look at somebody light years ahead of me and be like, bro, I think I'm, I may, I need a lifeline, bros. Can you send me that email real quick? Cause I don't have access to that person yet or make the introduction, please. And some mm -hmm. people are willing to do that, but at least start somewhere. So you can't say, you know, oh, you're so lucky when you haven't even done a podcast yet. And I think that that's what they don't want to hear. They want to be say, oh, you can do it. It's going to work out for you. Or it's not, it's not going to work out for you until you start doing it. I almost guarantee, I can guarantee you, if you start creating something with your YouTube channel right now, almost guarantee you. And you surround a content about, let's say, the three-tongue lady and cyberpunk. And you do a, an exhaustive research about that particular topic with um, Cassia, uh, the art director for cyberpunk. I believe that's her name. Um, in relation to that whole three-tongue um, lady in cyberpunk that's inspired by Total Recall and stuff like that. And you go exhaustive on that. One thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, you do a YouTube video, you do a podcast about it, and then you figure out a way to share it with everybody on, on, on the socials. You don't think Cyberpunk is going to get attention to that? You don't think they're going to get word of that? Of course they are. Because the, the marketing train for their game right now is on. Uh -huh. So we're not lucky. We're blessed. Definitely blessed. But we're, we're, we're not lucky. There's, there's a process here. 
there there's a mastermind that goes behind who's doing what and and who's helping who's assisting who's providing support who's praying mm-hmm. there's a, there's a system yep you know it's like man I, i'm really enjoying this conversation <laughs> no because it's like okay they're gonna you know, hate I, me after this bro if they hate me before that's a wrap dude they, they're gonna hate you they're gonna hate me because it's like I, you know and i i i tell my wife this all the time i say it's kind of it's a really lonely place when you're a content creator and you know you're you're grinding and you're doing all this and you're doing all that you're putting all the hard work in you're making the contacts you're doing the podcast you're doing the videos you're getting your b-roll you're getting all this stuff coming in and all people can say to you is you're so lucky oh i'm so jealous of you or the one i'm getting the most lately is i hate you mikhil you getting all and they say it in a joking way but i'm like you're not really joking (laughs) they're not joking you know it's a lonely place and sometimes like I feel like I'm a bit moody and I'm not trying to be moody. Right. But it's like, you know, I go to work, I come home, I do my thing with my family and I'm like, that's it. I don't want to deal with anyone else. You know, it's especially, especially out here, I've gotten a lot of, oh, um, what can you do for me? Or the most recent one. That's what they ask directly? I've gotten okay. a lot. Of, got a lot of that. I've gotten situations where uh, there's someone I interviewed uh, that runs a company out here, and they didn't. They don't like the quality of my podcast. They don't like the quality of my video reviews. So they told me it sucks, and that they would do videos for me. They they can make me a new intro because my intro is jarring, and uh, they would charge me three hundred dollars for that for a minute or 30 minute, 30 second intro. And then they were like, oh, you can use our equipment, but you need to be up under our brand. And then they're talking about how great their stuff is. So I go to their YouTube channel and I look at their stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, we got this, this big model person, Suki Yuki, whatever her name is. And then I look at it, yeah, you know, Camera quality is good. Cutaways, panaways, all that's really good. I look at the views, look at the engagement. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. a, I'm running into a lot of that out here. And yeah. So it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because basically it's, um, we want you to work for us because we know you can get the engagement that's really yep. what that is right and and i think that um like when i think about the lack of skill sets that i have as it relates to uh, filming and b-roll and all those things i know that's not my strong suit um but what i can do though is uh be prepared anywhere and i'm ready to record a podcast anywhere because i usually have my equipment with me i can do that right I can set up my phone, as I'm sure you've heard, you know, our field production thing is pretty simple. Tripod, phone, audio adapter, mics, XLR cables, and we're ready to go, right? 
Um, and I think getting getting that content when that person is available right then and there and your window is short, you can't go home yeah. and get um, all your equipment, DSLRs and fancy uh, gimbals and stuff like that, right? We, 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 we're I'm looking for the right word here. We like the fact that we don't have to depend on all those things to be effective. So I'll say that. Okay. So when we're able to get conversations in a moment, no one, no one has ever asked me or Daniela, wow. Um, so you recorded that on a phone or a DSLR or nobody asked that. Mm -hmm. Because we can get at least 1080p on a phone and some phones do 4K now. It's just too much data. I don't know if I want to do 4K for an interview. Maybe I'll test it out to see how big the file is, but we don't have to do that. But getting the content and making sure it's accessible for individuals that's not necessarily tied to a paywall, but a whole bunch of um, gates before you get to the content is one of the things that we pride ourselves in. I don't do a lot of editing right now. I used to with the mm -hmm. podcast. So the podcast, the only thing I do now is take out the silence mm -hmm. and then we trim the, the top and then uh, the front and the back. And then um, sometimes I'll do an intro. Sometimes I'll just let it go right into the conversation. Like the last one. The last one, is just there was no music. It just went right into the conversation, right? And I think that the reason I do that sometimes is to uh, change uh, somewhat of the format because we're so used to like routines and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times, even when we're dealing with people, we always prep them to give them a message, right? Mm -hmm. I love you, but then you give it, right? We don't get right to the point. It's yeah. a waste of time. Yeah. Right? The music is cool. The intro is cool. Fading into the intro, right? And intro's there. We fade in. We come in. We talk. We do, hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another blah, blah, blah. We do that, right? That's that's beautiful. Then, you know, okay, we'll be right back after this. We'll give you a commercial in between. Boom, boom, boom. And then we do the outro at the end. That's great. I don't have anything against this. Sometimes I just, I just decide not to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh but it doesn't take away from the content. I think that um, if once you have information, uh, whether it's uh, audio production, video production, and you know how to do it, um, or, or you know the standard to do it well, and you decide not to do it, that's a disservice to the listener and the viewer. Yeah, It's one thing if you don't know, but if you know and you just don't do, if you know two tracks uh, of recording is, is a good option, and you know how to do that and you're not doing it okay but if you don't know how to do it but you've been able to use other avenues to get your audio correct that's great you're in the process right mm -hmm. you know what's two track you know what's double ender and all that you know somebody records a local track on their end track one and then you know somebody records another track on their end track two then you take those two tracks you open audacity you put you line them up you sync them Mm -hmm. Okay, and then it sounds beautiful, and then you export it either 64k mono, which is ideal. Um, you could do 96 if you want; it's just a bigger file. 128 you could do; that's a bigger file. But 64k mono, ideal. If if the audio is pristine to start with, no one can tell if it's 64k mono versus 128 because the the pristine audio was already there. Mm 
to begin with. It's, it's crappy audio trying to make it sound good at 64K mono. That's bad. But if it's pristine, CD quality, pure in the beginning when you got the two tracks and you make it 64K mono, that, that's going to sound that's going to sound just fine. So so all those things is just things that we're able to learn along the way and um, and just go with it. And that, that, you know, that makes me want to ask you about equipment and sure. uh, uh, software. Mm -hmm. So for like, podcasting, <clears throat> um, I want to I really, really want to know, like, what's what software equipment What software do you recommend? And then what equipment do you recommend, like USB mics or XLRs? What are the pros and cons to either? OK, so this is a person just starting out. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so just starting out, I would say learn audacity which is the um audio software audacity is great because audacity um lures you to learn how the things work and then when you just when you decide to upgrade to like audition or any of those other uh platforms or, or, or software like hindenburg is good right uh, when you start updating to uh paid versions they just make the things that you learn in Audacity easier to do with presets and push buttons, right? Mm -hmm. Audacity makes you learn why you're doing what you're doing, right? Trunca truncating silence on a file, um, Audacity has a preset for that, but uh, an Adobe Audition makes it so much easier with, you know, podcasting presets and sounding like a broadcaster preset and all that, all that other stuff, right? which is what you're paying for. So I would say for the person who's starting tomorrow, mm -hmm. download Audacity for your platform, whatever that is, you know, Windows or Apple or whatever, and then just start playing around with it, you know? Uh, so for microphones, if I was starting, if I knew what I knew today, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, I would be using either a Samson Q2U, which is in the, uh, the tools uh, thing I was talking about on YouTube, or the ATR2100, right? ATR2100 is what I use right now. If this was my mic 10 years ago, I would not have gone through like eight or nine mics already. This would be it. This would be either this one or the Samsung Q2U. They both have XLR, they both have USB. So right now it's USB powered right now. I don't move this one uh, for the field because the audio adapter that we use uh, for field production allows me to put XLR mics, which I have um, uh, two XLR mics that I can plug into that. But at home, uh, streaming, this is the mic, ATR2100, plugged in directly to the PC right now. And if I need XLR, I can plug in an XLR. So it does both. And I would not, if I knew that 10 years ago, this would still be my mic. That quality is crisp. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. This is it. It's a great mic. It's a great mic. Uh, so I would recommend this one. Uh, it's 60 to 70 bucks usually versus the other mics that you're seeing are anywhere from 99 to 179. I think that's too much. If you have to pay for a mic that grows with the production of anything that you're doing, I would say the, the Samsung Q2U, which is about 39 bucks, 39 to 39.99 to 49.99. Or the ATR twenty one hundred, which is forty nine ninety nine to sixty nine ninety nine, and I think that 
you get two of the any one of these you're good to go because it does both mm. so you don't have to rebuy you don't have to just buy a usb mic and then later buy xlr because they they're nimble like that way universal if you want to say and then if you decide to do um field production stuff with like a, an audio adapter setup that you want to record at different spots be very mobile uh, i would go with the recommendation that daniela said which is the um the x8500 by behringer mm -hmm. they're 20 bucks a piece okay and that mic is amazing for 20 bucks it's it's amazing 20 dollar mic sounds great it's very com compatible uh not compatible uh comparable to like a sm58 which is 100 bucks mm -hmm. the x8500 is 20 dollars a piece okay and that's a um xlr only and it's it's beautiful but if you're you know versatile one mic right now until you get a bigger budget samsung q2u or atr 2100 okay so what if you are a little bit more experienced with podcasts. Like, if you were to give me advice, because okay. I'm looking, to, I'm looking to upgrade, I would give you the same advice. I wouldn't change it because I think um, sometimes having having a bigger budget and being able to buy things that are considered um, more expensive or more sought after mm -hmm. is not usually the solution for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. um, and for you growing i would give the same advice i would say get you for the budget that you would pay for like big rigs and and huge consoles and and sliders and all that stuff and you're looking for two to three mics that you're going to use locally i would still recommend the same mics okay i would still recommend the same mics there are other options that are out there that are either 100 bucks a piece or or maybe uh 150 uh, but I don't see how that um, makes the production better. And, and let me think this out a little bit. Um, the, the construction of the mics at the very foundation of most of the mics that were used, they're not that much different. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't tell the difference between a Heil PR40 and an ATR2100 unless your ear is tuned for that. You can tell the difference. So if I never mentioned what this mic was, it could have been anything. Mm. Right? So if it's anything, then it's pretty much... Dude, I don't, uh, this room is not soundproof. And I could have the speaker... I have two speakers back here. Uh, you know, the brown ones that were the brown finish, the old school ones, right? So these two speakers, I'll have them on while I'm streaming sometimes. Like we did Gu Guitar Hero uh, recently and I was streaming. I had those speakers playing music and I could hear them and they were loud enough, but they didn't come on the mic. So the rooms don't necessarily have to be sound, you know, sound treated and stuff like that. If you have the budgets to do that, great, right? But there, there are filters that help with those things. OBS filters is a thing, right? You can add, uh, I, think this, I think it's called real. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll add that on, on the document where uh, these filters that you add into the OBS which you can help sound treat the uh, the sound, the, the base of the sound. For instance, if there's fan noise here, mm -hmm. right? I could tell the software there's noise here so it doesn't get here. So any noise that's here, 
will never reach the mic because I've treated the, the software to acknowledge that there's sound here, right? The sound floor, as they call it. So when there's a whole bunch of noise in the house, that's when I tune the software to make sure that all that noise never reaches the mic. So they could be yelling out here. They could be watching a Netflix show outside in the living room. It'll never get there because I've already treated the software for that. So this mic by itself, without OBS, without any software, doesn't really get a lot of noise into this. The fan, the fan on this laptop right now is crazy. I hear it, but I doubt that it's coming through here. I don't hear anything. That's what I'm saying. Like this room is not sound treated, but the mic is good enough to to do the basic of that. So now, if we're talking about, you don't even hear the fan noise. That's like arms arms reach right here. I could touch. This is my my laptop right here. I could touch it, right? Arms reach right here. The fan yeah. is like. Sounds like a plane's about to take off, and you don't hear that. And we don't have OBS running because I'm not using OBS or anything, and it's not coming on this. That's the kind of stuff that you want. You want a mic that's able to do that blocking out. Unless you're directly in front of this mic, then whatever noise is around, it's not going to get. My wife came in here and gave me water because I texted her. That's what I did. So for you wondering, what is he doing? How is he on his phone? And he's on a podcast. He's a guest on a podcast. He's on his phone. You know what I was doing? I wrote to my wife, need water. She came in here. You saw it. Yeah. Shook my head. That's what happened. Okay. That's what happened. Right. But you didn't hear any discourse that took place with that because certain mics don't really need that. Do you have an Amazon affiliate link I can go and buy this from? <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw one in the, the dock. Okay. I'll throw it in the doc because I, I want to make sure that doc is as active as possible. Because right, right out, what I'm doing right now is all the bookmarks that I had on my uh, my Brave browser. Brave mm -hmm. is like a Google Chrome, but it's mm -hmm. like a, a more secure browser. That's that's the one I use. I'll probably throw that on there too. I really like it. Um, I'm making sure that that document is as active as possible. Um, those mics are in there, but I don't have hot links to them yet. So I'm probably gonna do the hot links post uh, post uh, podcast. But yeah. Definitely get that to me because uh, I, I think it's time for me to make that purchase. <laughs> yeah, it's good, man. It's good. It's good. I'll put both of them in there and then you decide, you know, based on what you see, which one you want to check out. Oh, um, other thing I was going to ask you is like uh, podcasting platforms, like a hosting site. What right. do you recommend? Because I initially was using Shout Engine, but then I actually got an invite from Podcast One to use Launchpad DM. Right. So I actually migrated over to that, which that was a pain from Shout Engine. But Launchpad DM has given me options that Shout Engine didn't. Like I can put in, you know, co-hosts. I can put in guests, their names, their links, and I'm like, man, this is. And they actually promote my podcast, which Shout Engine didn't do that at all. But what do you recommend? Okay. Um, do you like where you are? So far, it's good. But okay. I wonder if there's something I can do this better. Okay. So now we don't um, we don't get any promotion from Lipson unless we reply to their uh, Friday tweets, promote the tar out of yourself that they usually do on Fridays, and then we can promote our latest episodes. Because Lipson is really an audio host only, right? So any hot links that come from there um, would be anything that we put on a website 
that links a particular link of our thing. So they're just a hosting company on. They're very good at that, which mm. is why I decided to um, to use them. So going from Block Talk Radio, which was a turnkey solution, I could receive calls and all that stuff, and all all those features were great. I didn't have to necessarily edit the audio, but once I decided to use Lipson, I have to edit audio because I'm physically uploading the MP3 to their service, which uh, the way it's set up for our blog now, it creates like a, a draft of mm. that. And then all I have to do is just update the information and then they'll have a, um, a WordPress, um, it's not a WordPress, a, uh, a play button because I have one of those um, plugins, right? Mm. So it has all the, the stuff built in. So as an audio host only and you're doing everything else, um, I'd say Ellipson is absolutely fantastic in what they do. Uh, I would recommend that if you weren't using anything else, right? So, so they don't prom they don't do any promotion for us. But what they do do well is if there's any upcoming destination platforms that they're going to add, uh, and you're in contact with the uh, the VP of podcasting, which I can give you the email uh, for Rob. Um, they let you know what's coming. And and they ask, hey, do you want to be in this beta of this thing, this new destination platform coming? So like when Spotify was was actually opening up their gates to add more people in, I was already in contact with Rob, and Rob was like, hey, um, they're adding more individuals. Uh, you're you're in the batch. We'll keep you posted on if you're accepted or not. So we are one of the um, groups, the initial groups of batches that were put in for Spotify uh, to get our uh, thing on Spotify. So I like that. Uh, I've met Rob. He's great. Um, and I think uh, Rob Greenlee, uh, who used to be on, on Spreaker, now works with Libsyn. So you got giants who used to work on Microsoft um, stuff, Zoom and all that stuff, who went to Spreaker, spent a lot of time there, who Rob Greenlee now is with Libsyn. So all that experience is at Libsyn. That Rob is at Lipson. Rob, the VP of podcasting, the other Rob is at Lipson. Elsie uh, Escobar, the front um, face, if you if you want to say that, of community management, is at Lipson. So I'm I'm hanging out there because there's a lot of wisdom and years in the industry at that spot. Okay, there's other platforms that do great. Um, I'm not saying anything um, about them because I don't know their flow which is why I specifically asked, if you're happy where you are, then clap your hands, not inside. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but uh, if, if it works for you, great. But if you're looking for, it's more, it's more work to do Lipson, but the history uh, of their um, expertise is, is a lot of years. Rob Greenlee, Rob, the uh, VP of podcasting, Elsie Escobar, and um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. He's there. It's a lot of podcasting experience right there. Okay. All right. All right. So um, shifting gears, I definitely want to ask you, you know, in the years that you've been podcasting, you usually been, you know, doing game journalism, tech journalism. Like, how does it feel? Like, how is it for the audience that may not understand what is it like to work with the game and tech industry? Okay, it's challenging at first when you don't have any contacts. 
Um, it's challenging at first because you're building relationships. So I think the best thing that somebody can do uh, for themselves is really start investing um, their time and their ear uh, to podcasts that are improv based, mm-hmm. uh, comedy based, uh, sociology based, anthropology based, right? Any of those kind of podcasts that are not necessarily your direct industry will help you deal with people. Um, and if you can't listen to all the shows that you listen to at two X, because you have an advantage because you're always ahead of the conversation because mm-hmm. uh, you trained your mind to listen at two X. And I think if you haven't done that yet, uh, start doing that because you'll notice that your ability to flow in and out of conversations is, is almost seamless because you're almost, everybody kind of talks slow. That's not offensive. Don't take offense to that. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Because you're listening to things at two X on a regular basis. So I would say invest in it. It is um, frustrating at times. Direct answer to your question. It is um, uh, joyful at times. Um, and I think that um, we can set that temperature uh, for it based on uh, who, who we decide to interact with. Um, if someone's toxic, cut them off. If someone um, is uh, bringing you down every time you look at your feed because they're on your timeline, mute them. Okay. If you don't need them for any particular uh, thing, you know, as far as information and stuff like that, um, unfollow them, whatever the case might be. So you have to train your yourself and allow yourself to take a stance on what you believe in. Right. And I think what's happening now for me is that I'm being more vocal about what I believe in. And a lot of it rub people the wrong way. That's what's happening real time this year, mostly. Right. Because people know me personally. They can say certain things and I have to be careful how I address them on social because they're my friends. Right. So I can't I can't hit back at my friends on social because I could easily call them and then hash something out, especially if it was a truth I wasn't ready to hear and, th- and things like that. So uh, the industry is really small. Um, it's like a, um, a small village uh, yeah. of maybe uh, 20 to 100 people that all know each other. All know their names, all know their families' names. They've probably been on a vacation together. So you say something crazy to one person that's on a PR industry, um, the person five houses down will know before sundown. That's how that's how it is. So um, so you have to be careful. You have to watch, you know, how you say things, you have to watch your context, you have to uh, be mindful of who you're dealing with. Like even today, was it today? Let me see if I wanna. Oh, yeah. Even today, there's an exec that hit me up and um, he's very high in the gaming industry and in my eyes and and what I've heard some people talk about it. The fact that he hit me up randomly as an exec, like suit and tie guy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why hit me up? Like, dude, you know, but I'm honored by that, that he would want to have a conversation with me about stuff like that. And people talk, man. If your podcast is great, you know, it's getting it's getting waves. People are listening. People people talk. They won't tell you that it's great. That's rare. That's a one percent or two percent. But um, but you just have to carry yourself in a way that you'd want to be treated. Right. If you want to have friends, show yourself friendly. And I think if you really are genuine about that um, towards anybody you meet, and I think uh, Daniela talked about uh, the thing that happened with her when she was trying to play uh, Final Fantasy with Monica. I remember she was having that conversation. I remember exactly who she was, and she remembered who I was before I even got to the desk. So 
great memory. The people and on the PR side, the gatekeepers of the gatekeepers, they have great memory. You know, if you apologize, and that's the other thing too, the other side when think about it. If you did something crazy that you know was out of line or whatever, and you felt it was out of line and crazy, address it then because that could be your saving grace for the next time because that same PR person may be uh, uh, represented for another company a year or two from now. And that next level could be something that you wanted, but because you said something slick to this person here, let's see, just give a name, Jane, because you were slick to Jane when she worked at this company. Now she works at another company that's about to get uh, a dope product out that you may want. Let's say it's a dope router and you, you feel like you're due for a new router with your entitled self, right? And then Jane is representing this company. And but you said something crazy to Jane and you didn't address it in the moment and you knew it was wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. So now what happens? Jane have already spoken to like six or seven other companies that are in the same concourse, if you want to say that, or same, you know, numbers, you know, 300 to 500 for that particular convention. She already spoke to all of them be like, this guy is crazy. I don't like him. And if Jane don't like you, nobody likes you. <laughs> that's how it works that's how it works so now you have to build back you know now you're blacklisted from pretty much most of the companies that you enjoy talking about or even working with and so you're managing you got to be like water like bruce Lee said man you just have to be a nice person right and if you're not a nice person find out w what it takes you need self-awareness you know the, the best way to get self-awareness is to ask people who really know you what you're like. Yeah. That's the best way. That's the best way. And most people won't do it because of their own insecurities. And I've tried this on 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 Facebook because I, I like A B testing these things. One time, maybe two, three years ago, I asked people on Facebook, be honest, tell me when you think of me, cousin, friend, whatever, brother, what am I like? Hit the comments. Let me know. Some people, you know, shared some things. I'm like, that's true. I need to work on that. I need to work on that and stuff like that. But if you can't do that, then you have a false view of yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're not self-aware, right? If you're grumpy before your coffee and you don't know that, and someone told you that, but you still haven't received the fact that you're grumpy before your coffee or you get hangry when you're hungry, and you haven't really acknowledged those things. Yeah, that does happen. You're right. You're right. You know, if you don't, if you're not at a place where people tell you stuff about yourself and you're like, you know, that's true, right? Then you're not self-aware, bro. You're not. And I think once you get to those things and you start knowing who you are as a person, what makes you tick, what makes you happy, you know, as it relates to um, working the game journalism, the tech side of things. Um, yeah, most of the time I do only get things I love to talk about. It's easy to review and unbox those. Right. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. I'm not going to get something crazy that I don't like. Right? Dude, I, I it's get not going to happen. So much. People are like, it seems like you only review things you like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's what I do. Why would I get something I didn't like? That that would be that would be a disservice to you. Yeah. You want me to fake it like I really enjoy 
a headset that has a band that falls apart that the company tried to sell it to me. They were telling me that it was leather, but it was leatherette. Come on. Like, you don't want me to say. And then now, oh, now you're being uh, inauthentic because you said that. No, come on. Well, you want me to be honest? So, yeah, most of the companies that I, I, I am in contact with, they're the same companies probably in the last two to three years. Why do they keep sending me stuff? Because they like they like what we do. And they like that the fact that we're honest. And like you said, we'll, we'll, we'll be critical, but we'll be respectful on how we talk about their stuff, right? And those are the companies that show me love. And there's one story, if you think... Um, because a lot of people think that once we make a relationship with a company, um, that the next day they send you stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say the name of the company to protect the guilty, right? And protect me. <laughs> 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 right? But there was one particular company. I'll say years ago, so because uh, I want to make sure that the context is not close to me. Years ago, okay? Once upon a time, there was a company that i was reaching out to mm -hmm. okay and i think it took me about two years emailing them trying to contact them like a solid two years before i ever saw one product from them okay it was a company i really wanted to work with two years is a long time you think about two years, you know, some people have babies in two years. Some people, you know, change jobs in two years. Some, some people, you know, obviously age, right? A, you know, age was added to you, right? But it took me two years to finally get this company to be like, hey, we see what you're doing. We're going to start sending you stuff. Two years. And um, ever since then, nonstop. It's like a... You know, it's like a flood right now, nonstop with this particular company. I ain't going to name no names. <laughs> Not doing that, but it's nonstop. Okay. So there's those uh, serendipities. So let's talk about serendipities as it relates to the gaming and, and um, tech stuff. A lot of parties that uh, we've gotten into, um, access to those parties we didn't have, or, or VIP, different things like that. But because we've worked with certain companies in the last couple of years, they remembered our faces. They remember the content that we posted on YouTube or the podcast that we sent them after the content was up. Doesn't mean that the PR company goes out to search for it. It'd be in your best interest to send them the links, the YouTube links, those links that you did for them directly to them. So they have it. They could say, hey, they, they covered it like they said they were going to cover it. Check them off the box. They did what they were supposed to do. So a lot of the, the parties and, and the, the, um, the mixers, if you will, um, you, you just, you're VIP, bro. You get there, okay? And um, they recognize that you've done work with them before. They tell you to hold on. And then um, in a couple of minutes, they get you the special bracelet, okay? The special bracelet is the one that everybody gets mad because it's slow motion for them <laughs> watching that special bracelet go on your arm and not theirs because they have to wait online. But see, but they could look and say, well, who is he and why does he get a bracelet? But you don't know what I've done in the last couple of years. You don't know how Jane knows me. So I get a special bracelet. That makes me VIP. I've covered this company for the last three to four years. I've sent them the links whenever my content was up. Every time they came out with a new product, 
we mentioned it on the show or YouTube or online. We retweeted their tweets when they put it out. Where were you, YouTube commenter? You can't be VIP. And that's how it works. So, so it's a combination of the highs, uh, the lows, and sometimes, you know, the question marks, you know, when we're trying to go to the next level and what that means for us, because our next level and success, even in any industry, whether it's this one or any, is subjective, right? Um, I believe I'm successful now more than ever because I'm giving back to individuals um, in, a, in a way that I've always wanted to. And um, it's it's somewhat filtered uh, and unfiltered at the same time, but I want to make sure that I leave it on, on, all on the line so you can at least say, well, at least he was honest. And that's it. That's all I want. So, so it's it's it has its highs and lows, but it's great. I mean, we get to do what we love, man. man. <laughs> it's amazing. How could you not like this? How I could hope, you not like this? I hope you guys listening and watching when this comes out, you are taking notes of absolute gems, the diamonds, the sapphires. It's fun. This is great. <laughs> why why would you want to do this like we get to share you know our hearts with people man you know what i mean and then yep. uh, depending on and then i, I i'm i'm fully aware that there there are different cultures that receive information differently right some information aren't easily entreated right so then we have to say things multiple times different ways to capture the hearts of different individuals. Like I, I, I'm fully aware that Hawaii is a, a familial type of culture, right? Humble people, right? Uh, but at the same time, you know, you could be humble, but being humble and not moving is not going to get you any progress. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't look at the next man who's, you know, Hawaii's number one podcast and wonder how he got he got there through. There's been pain that he hasn't spoken about. It's probably pain with his relationship with. With his wife, there's been pain with uh, trying to figure out himself. There's been pain of trying to figure out, I don't want to be at this job right now because they're killing me. I'd rather be at home creating content. There's been pain associated with this. We didn't just, you know, it's not always roses all the time. But, you know, at, at least at this point, I could say, you know, if the temperature is right with my wife and, and, and my family and my daughter, whatever the case might be, my, my vibe and creative content is going to be different. Me, me shooting somebody in the face and destiny is going to be different, right? Me doing an uppercut at somebody, that's going to be different because everything is right, at least in this moment. I know it's right at home, right? So yeah. my, my focus is going to be different. So, so we have to, to make sure that in any platform that we get, you know, like Gary Vee always says, he was like, dude, if, if you tell me to, that the podcast I'm going to be on, only 10 people are going to listen, I'm still showing up. Because that 10 person is the next Cena. Yeah. You got to show up, man. And that's what we want to do. We just want to show up and, and give what we have. And I know, be like, at the end of this, I don't like him. Fine. You don't have to like me. But did I tell you the truth, though? Man. Oh, I feel like and I, I'm completely respecting your time dude i feel like we could talk for hours no how much time, <laughs> how much time you want to go let me see we've been Let's going we'll find out we can go for another 30 what would you want what you want to hit come on give me give me some stuff man what you got okay all right so um 
this is one thing I, I want to uh, touch on. Like when it comes to like content creation, YouTube, I, when I deal with a lot of other content creators, like smaller and sometimes surprisingly even bigger channels, um, they will tell me that they think it's more important that they have subs instead of relationships with companies than the other way around. I approach it this way where, you know, like you, you, you said earlier, like we're trying to work with brands. I want like, and I've, I've made this my approach going about YouTube differently. I've worked with brands and companies that I'm interested in that I actually believe in and, and however that works, my channel, my content gets a machine behind it versus the grind of pumping out five videos a day, trying to, you know, hit the algorithm, trying to do that. I've, I've done that before. And like when I talk to some content creators, I'm like, dude, work with, you know, try and work with this company, try to get, become friends with that PR person, you know, like, for instance, I got a code for a game that I actually was, before I even could send an email out to them, I got a DM like, hey, man, would you like to review this game? It's like, yeah. He said, like, oh, yeah, let me know when you're, you're done with it. We'll push it. I like that. I don't <laughs> think there's anything wrong with that. I think that um, the, um, the success of, of YouTube even as I'm learning it now, because I'm watching everything, YouTube, Creator Academy, I'm in there, I'm taking notes, I'm, I'm 101 right now, and I'm, I'm in there, even though we got some good traction uh, from CD Projekt on, on some of the stuff that we did, and that video is probably tracking to hit at least 10K before, I would say the end of August, because I think it's like 80 or 8900 right now. Um, that is probably my second most, uh, uh, my second video as far as impressions is concerned uh, but that was because like you said a company pushed it mm -hmm. and people are and people posted on reddit right and once it hit reddit which is like the face of the internet from what i hear then everyone started going to that and really you know showing the stuff so i think that it works both ways and i think depending on the individual whether they want a brand to push the particular content once they put it out. Because sometimes to me, I think that a lot of stuff that we do is advertisement for the brand, right? Uh, case in point, LF Gaming, uh, the chair company, um, I saw them at E3. I did a video with the CEO uh, and, and founder. Uh, she was amazing. And uh, after I did that video, I, I would love that, that video to turn into uh, something more than just a video. But it may not happen. But that video is probably the best video that showcases the president and CEO of the company talking about their products. And recently they pushed it out on Twitter on a random Tuesday at two o'clock. I wasn't expecting that. I never asked them to do that. So, so you never know what's going to happen with that piece of content that you create. Right. Mm -hmm. So was that a success? I think so. Cause they didn't have to say, Hey, want to know it's a, it was a commercial for them. Basically want to yeah. know what LF gaming chairs are about. Hey, why don't you watch that video with Uriah at blah, blah, blah. And then they put the YouTube link in on their Twitter to their 9,500, whatever they have of uh, followers for the social. I didn't know they were going to do that. Right. So you don't know, but the fact that the stuff is there 
and the 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 link to that content was already in their hands they can do whatever they want to do with it right mm -hmm. and i think that's that's uh, a success in and of itself but if if uh subs are your um so like i'm gonna be honest i want subs right now okay and and here's why i'm gonna explain because subs to me right now allows me to get to a point where my videos can get monetized right mm -hmm. there is that we all want that i'm just gonna be honest i want that right now because i know there's a certain amount of minutes that needs to be watched on my channel there's a certain amount of subs uh, I think it's like a thousand and then it's like a four thousand minutes or something like that. And that will get my stuff reviewed for the monetization. There's that, right? I would love that. I would love to get 10K. Why 10K? That's an interesting number, Andrew. Yeah, it is an interesting number. I'm gonna tell you why. Because 10K gives me a studio space every time I go to the city, so I don't have to record anywhere. I can record at YouTube space in New York City anytime I need it. So I want 10K, right? So I want 1K for the monetization. I want 10K. But these are these are the things that I believe will come, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to have goals. If you don't share them, yeah. ain't nobody going to help you get there, right? right. <laughs> so although, you know, I can record anywhere in the industry, in front of a hotel, you know, at a coffee shop and stuff like that. I love that. But it's just something special about being at a YouTube space where your background is a YouTube banner at a YouTube space in any city, major city that has a YouTube studio. I want that, right? So I think success as it relates to those things are different for everybody, right? It's, it's, it's definitely subjective. So if you, if you wanna work with a brand, great. Work with a brand if you have the opportunity. If you believe that subs are your thing, that's cool. Work on getting the subs, but there's an effort that still needs to go there. You still need to produce, right? And the only way that people will know that you have stuff out is the more stuff you put out. Going back to the chicken stuff that we talked about earlier with the samples. If nobody knows you exist, then those things are not going to happen. So they're all connected. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And there's this other um, idea that I've run into frequently where uh, smaller channels think that they like case in point i'll use this as an example and i'm not this is not throwing shade but i know a lot of people that uh follow spawn wave and spawncast and they their aspiration their goal is i'll grow if i'm on that platform if i get invited to the show or if i'm cool with those content creators and typically for like spawn wave and a lot of other within his group you have to not only be subscribed to their channel but you need to make donate like a you gotta pay into their patreon and their you know you gotta do the super chat or whatever the monthly thing is on youtube just to get into their discord and just for them to publicly acknowledge you morally i have a bit of an issue with that on a moral level, but okay. on a business level, okay, I get it. But like when I talk to people that do all that and they're like, man, I hope that person notices me. It, I've gotten frustrated with some people because I'm like, look, why do you need them to validate you? 
Right. Why can't you build up your own thing? And if they ever see you and they, you know, they're like, hey, I'd like to work with you versus I need to kiss up to them. I need to pay them. I need to do this. Like, I, I don't know. Okay. I struggle with that um, in the beginning. Uh, and I think that um, I think it, it ties with the conversation that we're having before about self-awareness. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, in the beginning, when I first started a podcast in 09, one of the things I, I, I really wanted was for the individuals that I considered uh, my heroes in the podcasting space uh, to recognize that I, I even existed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the only way that I can get that done is either to invite them on the show or to uh, talk about them and uh, tag them that they actually see those conversations. So I get, I get that. Um, but that didn't cost me um, anything except time, right? So yeah. there's a time that gets um, allocated for that kind of attention-seeking things. Um, that could be an insecurity thing. Um, I don't know. Um, that's something that would be uh, that should be evaluated on a case-by-case basis. But um, once you build your your content uh, portfolio um, at a certain place, people just can't deny who you are anymore. Yeah, they they can't because they because now every time they see you is a reminder of what they're not doing for themselves. Okay, so I think that. Only thing that you can do at, at this point is um, is to recognize that you have your own superpowers too. Like I was just having this conversation with my daughter about um, who has a superpower, right? So we have Vision, right? You have Thanos, you have Captain America, you have Thor, and you have all those characters, right? And then, um, and I said, so what's Captain America's superpower? And she was like, oh, he's strong, he's you know specimen and stuff like that. I said, but what's his superpower though? That's that's cool. I, a lot of people are, are strong. I don't. Maybe that's that's super, but I don't really think it's that super. And and she wasn't really understanding what I was getting to. I said his real superpower is his heart because remember, out of all the individuals that they wanted to run the test on, they wanted to run the test on someone who jumped on a grenade and didn't even care if they died or not. He yeah. was worthy of that test that got him to be the best specimen that the world has ever seen to the point where Thor was concerned that he would move the hammer where they were doing the hammer test who can pick it up mm-hmm. outside of vision if you you know watch those those things so i think that um is really who are you do you even know yet right and i think that you know a lot of the content we created in the beginning is really trying to find ourselves right and documenting like what does this mean to us and then once we found our voice i think what does that mean finding your voice i didn't find mine until probably episode 90 of the show almost at 100 where i recognized like this is what value means to me this is what impact means to me that didn't happen around until around episode 90 mm-hmm. and 100 my sister didn't get on board on what this whole thing was about until 93. So think about it. From 1 to 93, my sister didn't get it. But I don't blame her because podcasting was still tracking to be something even more. Now, everybody, whether you're a basketball player, an NBA star or whatever, everybody has a podcast. 
right? Danny Green has a podcast, right? Yeah. So everybody, right? So I think now it's a it's a, a form of documentation. I think trying to get individuals to to, to pay to notice you uh, is it could be a cry for help. I don't know. I don't know, but you have to. There's there's passions that you have. What are you passionate about? Do some content around that, and that brings you joy. Keep doing that, and um, it's it's a hard place to try to get to pull people away from that because they think that that's value to them being in close proximity to someone like that. But the thing is, if you're not uh, buying coffee for them or hearing the conversations that they're having about the big picture or execution or marketing or advertising, and if you're not the person that's that close by with the camera, moving their camera, fixing their mics, putting their lapels on, then those they, that doesn't matter to you paying uh, their Patreon just for them to say your name. Yeah, that doesn't add any value. If you're the camera person, that's different. If you're just in mics, if you're in the room, if you're doing makeup and you're in the conversation room because you've been entrusted to have those, you know, that bit of data, whatever they're talking about. That's cool. If you do coffee for two years, you've gained more knowledge than some CEOs that are trying to be CEOs because you've been around probably some of the best because you've been adjusting tripods and lighting and stuff like that. So I think those things matter more than paying a Patreon just to, so what they could shout your name. That doesn't make sense. It's, it's not going to add any value to you. I fully agree. And I hope anyone who's listening, you guys take that, that advice. Cause that's, uh, that's, that's another gym. That's, that's exactly how I look at it. I'm like, and you're right, it is a case-by-case -case situation, but it's like it's so common. I keep running across it, and people are like, oh, what do you think? And I'm like, why? Like, why? Like, this person, they don't know you from Timbuktu. <laughs> it's... I, I have this thing, and I know I said this in the podcast with Danny. I have this Captain Save a Content Creator complex. Right. <laughs> and I... I, I Sometimes I just have to step back. I'm like, you can't. And it goes back to what you said. Like, everyone can't ride with you. They can't go where you're going. The Eagles can't hang out with the chickens. So it's like. <laughs> they can't, man. <laughs> they want to. But they can't. Oh, man. Okay. So uh, one of my next to last questions I wanted to ask about is uh, when it comes to conventions. Now, uh, how does a person get to go to conventions? Like, I feel like personally for me, I feel like I lucked out with E3 just because I'm cool with the company that made this headphones, uh, Vitrix. But no one, like until you know, meeting you and, and Danny, I've never been told you can apply to go. Okay. To like that or to PAX or anything like that. Like. But the audience is listening that may be interested. Like, what is the, uh, is it possible and what is the process? Okay. Um, this is for somebody who has content out already or has not? Has content. Yes. Has content out. Okay. So you have content out. Um, let's just use E3 as an example. Um, E3 is a dream convention for many. Um, and I think that anybody that tells you otherwise, maybe stop dreaming 
Okay. So let's start there. Okay. So I would not hang around anybody who tells me, yeah, I've been there, done that. Okay. And especially if it's my first time, that's not the energy that you want. So let's just lay the groundwork on that. Um, you go to the website for E3. Once you get to the website, there's usually a media section, media registration section. Uh, the media registration section on the website usually has um, different categories for different content creators. Uh, I'll probably have a Twitch category for Twitchers. I'll have a YouTube category. I'll have a podcast category. Um, you need to pick the category that best fits you, suits your content. If your content is podcast, then apply as a podcast creator. They'll have a section for that. I'll ask you name, address, uh, phone number, um, all that information. You fill it out. Uh, once you fill out all that information, it may ha ask you to save that and give you a password to revisit that information. Um, the best time to apply for the conventions that are huge conventions, especially if they're at arm's reach uh, financially and psychologically, is to apply as soon as you hear that the application is open. Because if you're the first batch, they may be more lenient to let you in because you have all your stuff already in there. Uh, usually they'll ask you for a couple of articles that you recently wrote. And and, and just to give you um, uh, what I did with uh, Daniela recently, for this E3, uh, knowing that they were going to ask for articles mm -hmm. and, and knowing that Daniela doesn't write that much on on the show because I don't ask her to write that much. The only thing I ask her to do is to show up. Mm -hmm. That's it, right? So I'm not expecting Daniela to write an article a week um, or uh, two to three articles every quarter. But when E3 is coming up, there's some articles that need to go up for her for her to even be considered for the convention. So one of the things that we did this year is like, okay, um, I think she was talking about some of the th things that she wrote. She wrote some some personal pieces and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I knew there was a, a deadline that she needed to have those three articles on the show radio's website so she could have those links to put in her application. So when they look at those articles, they see that those articles have been up, you know, in the past three months because there's a window that they want the articles. Not six months, eight months out. In the past three months, what have you done for me lately? That they want those articles recent. So I was like, Daniela, please get on this so we can get your application in as soon as possible. And I gave her like six to eight different topics, suggestions and stuff like that. And she did probably one out of that and then some personal pieces from that. But we needed the three. She got the three up along with uh, driver's license, uh, business card, the letter from the editor. That's me. So I'll say, Hey, what's up? We're glad to attend your uh, event this year. Uh, E3 2019 is going to be absolutely amazing. We're blessed to go to the uh, convention last year. Uh, then I, Andrew Lyons, editor-in-chief of the show radio, um, asking Daniela to uh, accompany me to this convention. She is a content creator for me as well. She does interviews on the show floor, blah, blah, blah. So I gave a little history of what she can do, right? And I'll say if you have any questions uh, in regard to this uh, submission for my co-host to attend uh, please feel free to reach me at i'll give my number i sign off digital signature if you can get it done put a digital si signature in there uh, on that document is done through uh, google docs which is free okay if you need to take a picture of your card and and post that just do a picture cut out save that somewhere so you have that um 
ID you have. So make sure you have a, a, a picture of that somewhere uh, digitally. And all those pieces are usually the same pieces that they ask for for most conventions. So have a picture of your business card already, old or new. Have your driver's license, a picture of that already. Have at least three articles consistent. If you know you're going to the convention and it's coming up soon, have some things already. Um, if you have uh, conversations where you're interviewing somebody else, that's great because they could see your, your depth of um, how you create content uh, for that. That's great to send them those, those conversations. Um, and I think once you have that ready, I usually have those things ready before I start the application process. So I do everything in one shot because in the uh, E3 or most uh, platforms that uses the upload mechanism where you have to upload the PDF for your, your links of your show, the podcast link, the uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, website, all that is in one document about you, uh, the profile of the two authors, uh, the contact information of the two authors, uh, including the email address and stuff like that. That's one PDF that goes up. Uh, the picture of the driver's license that goes up. A uh, picture of the business card that goes up. And then the articles and all that stuff that goes up. So those three or four things are uploaded into their system. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure you upload all those things at one time because once you have all those things in there, then you can go to the next step to save, get your password. So if you need to revisit the application process again for whether it's E3 or any other thing, it's usually similar, right? Uh, some companies are more lenient. Um, E3, you can either buy the gamer badge, go that way, or you can apply for the press, go that way. Some press uh, companies or applications, it's just an email address. From what I understand, uh, Twitch is just like, hey, if you'd like to apply for press, contact us here and they give you an email address to send them the information. So then if it's just you and you're the editor-in-chief or whatever, then you do the presentation of yourself, the links where they can find you, your, um, your, your, your driver's license, your you know, business card, all that stuff, can go probably in all that one email to forward it to the Twitch people if you're doing a TwitchCon as a presser. Um, they may apply. They may approve it. They may not. You know, you have to see a uh, Guardian Con. Um, one of the things I did, even though I didn't go this year, I scroll down to the part where it says, you know, contact creator. If you're a contact creator or press person, please uh, click here. And they have a little box on the right. You click that. It's probably a process very similar to most of the other pages or uh, that that has a media registration uh, section. Address information, phone number, um, you know, maybe uh, impressions. Maybe they'll ask for site numbers and stuff like that. Some do, some don't. Um, but if they do ask you for site numbers, be honest because they have tools to check those uh, numbers. Uh, and you don't want to lie about that because if they, that's an automatic, you're not welcomed. And if they're tracking the individuals that are lying about that and they're in the system forever, then your name is always going to be flagged with the fact that you lied about your numbers and you know your numbers weren't up there. And it wasn't about having high numbers. It was about integrity. And you missed it. You don't want to miss it. Mm -hmm. just put your numbers in there whatever they are and if their numbers aren't, aren't there yet be like hey you got another year to grow um and there's different ways you can you go about that so all the application process are pretty similar in what they ask it's just uh formatted different maybe a different system but name address phone number our articles recent articles uh driver's license um you know business card and stuff like that all that's pretty standard 
Cool. And uh, one of the last questions I want to ask you is um, how important is it to have business cards when you're at these conventions? I think it's changing. I think it's changing now because some conventions, when you get uh, your badge uh, printed, they have uh, the scanner on your thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the, the companies will scan your badge uh, for the data. Um, for E3, I'd say definitely have it because that's still a thing that you exchange. Um, I usually do it after the fact. I don't do it right away. So I want to have a conversation with the person first. Um, and then um, if they say, do you have a business card, then I take it out. Always, usually I take it out when they ask for it. Because I know they're going to ask for it anyway. Because uh, the thing that you don't want is is uh, the noob that take out the business card first without having a conversation with the person that, that that's in front of them. And I think that could um, be a make or break for an opportunity for you if you present the card first. So in a conversation, you get to a booth. Let's say it's... Um, Say it's a bungee booth, for, for example. They'll have international uh, registration on one side. They'll have um, you know American or whatever registration on one side. Depending on where you are, you go to that line. You get to the person. Hey, I want to see the presentation for um, Shadowkeep. Um, do you have any slots available? They say, sure, we have uh, an, you know slot. Are you are you do you already have an appointment? Uh, no, I don't have an appointment. What's your name? Then you start giving out your name and stuff. And then they'll say, do you have a business card? I'll say, sure. Then I take it out. And I'll give the business card and then share your excitement. And they'll be like, yeah, we're excited too about all the stuff that we're showcasing this year, you know. And then you have a little conversation with the PR person. And usually they're nice. Usually they're nice, right? And then you have that discourse with them. And then uh, if there's something genuine that you want to compliment them, not saying you have to, and it's genuine, then compliment them on that. Be like, you guys had coffee? You have a small talk with them. You know, how often did you guys see anything on the show floor yet? Make make small talk. You know, it's cool. And then um, that you're probably the first person that day that actually took the time to ask them about their day because most of the time they've been working at booth. The only time they leave is lunch. Yeah. And then maybe after parties, if they're able to go to those, if they feel like going to those because they, they're there to work. Right. So they don't have sometimes a lot of room to move around and stuff like that. So um, so I think that's that's the, the process I usually take, which is how I ended up uh, remembering um, Monica when we were work when we were going to that booth for Daniela for uh, Final Fantasy, because I was looking at her. I was like, where? And I'm going through my mind of which year, what booth, where was the booth? And I remember it was EA. It was the time where EA had a big booth in front of one of the the um halls and as soon as you walk into the hall the booth was like a circular booth like directly in front of you and she was there and then that's how we i started doing you know the talk and trying to catch up how's everything going i was like didn't you blah, blah, blah. and then that's how that happened so you have to take the time to do that it's not all about getting what you want because uh usually you get what you want by giving them what they want first and it's not that difficult with the discourse I know, like, um, <clears throat> I was over at the uh, the Alienware booth, and uh, I was just chopping it up with one of the guys. Margo. Margo? No, no. Uh, Ray. Ray, well, Margo was when I went. That was with the waterfall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was chopping it up with Ray over there, and we were just talking and talking and talking, and then I guess he was having a good time. We were talking about, like, different foods. I, my first time out there, I was like, man, we should go get, you know, get something to eat. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, 
I was such I was shocked like 30 minutes past later. And he's like, what can we he's like, so uh he said, What what are you looking to do here? And I was like, Oh, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, would you like to work with us or something like that? He's like, you know, you know, what what are what is your content about? Is he your content creator, right? I was like, Oh yeah, you know, and then I started talking to him about the podcast, about the YouTube channel, and he's like, he said, Oh man, you got a business card? And I, I was like, Yeah. And I didn't think about it, but I just gave him the card and he said, right. Oh, mine he's like yeah he's like you know dale alien we'd love to work with you and i was like cool and then my friend walked up he's he's another content creator he's like how did you do that i'm like do what how are you going to work with them i'm like dude i i was just talking i didn't i'm like i didn't know what the guy's rank was (laughs) with the company and i was talking to him and then i saw his car i was like oh you're you're up there oh cool yeah, that's not, that's not what happens. That's how it happens. So extras are always good. You know, print print enough, uh, double the prints if you need to. Um, and, and sometimes it really doesn't matter uh, how new the card is as long as you have your your information that they can reach, email, uh, phone number, name, and then um, and you're good to go, man. Definitely, definitely. Well, is there anything you want to uh, leave the audience with or any upcoming projects you're working on? Um, I think the main thing right now is the YouTube dot com slash andrew alliance uh, i think the tools section um that I, I threw in there um i would uh submit that they definitely consider checking that out i'm going to add um all the stuff that i've used throughout the years or even recent that i believe are are timeless if you will in the context of what we're talking about uh that they should check out and um it's it's a real grind but uh, it's a very rewarding uh feeling now that um we're just we just want to help and that's it. Definitely. And um, where can uh, where can people find you on social media aside from YouTube? On social, if they do streamerlinks.com slash Uriah, that's U-R-I-Y-Y-A. Uh, that's uh, my Twitter, Instagram. So U-R-I-Y-Y-A. You can find me on those platforms. Okay. And I'll leave a link to all your social media as well as the the YouTube channel and everything else down in the description below the podcast and both the video and the audio formats. And, uh, Hey, I actually like, I have one last question for you. Sure. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was great, man. <laughs> it was good times, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Definitely, man. We definitely got to do this again. I mean, if you'd love to come back on, I'd love to have you back on. Cause I feel like there's so much more we could talk about. And, uh, yeah, it's just lining up the times. I don't think the audience, know, you, you guys understand. Like, we have a six-hour time difference. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's six o'clock here. It's midnight where he's at. So Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, uh, you guys will be able to catch this episode of the podcast on YouTube.com slash Mikhail Casanova, as well as on, oh, goodness, I need to get better at this outro. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be able to catch it on iTunes, uh, not iTunes. God, this is the second time I've done that today. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, Launchpad DM, which is under Podcast One, as well as coming soon to Sirius XM Radio. And uh, yeah, we we love you guys to come through, check it out, leave a comment, and at the same time, I want you guys to go sub to his YouTube channel, sub to the Twitch channel. Follow them on social media. Listen and sub to their podcast. It's one of the best podcasts I've ever heard out there. And please leave a comment and rating.
because it's very important as podcast for us. So anyway, with that being said, is there anything you want to say? No, man. God bless, man. Thank you so much, man. Definitely, definitely. So with that being said, Andrew and I are signing out. We will catch you guys in the next one. Did you enjoy this episode of the Casting of a Podcast? Well, I hope you did. And if you did, please make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe. And let us know what we can improve upon, what you liked, what you didn't like, and all that good stuff. And just make sure you always have a good time. That being said, this is your boy, Mikael Casanova, my wife's favorite YouTuber. I am signing out, and I'll catch you on the next episode.